<laughs> Welcome to On Texas Football Rapid Reaction with Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. Uh, Justin, Longhorns yesterday uh, really take down the Bears in impressive fashion, uh, 38 to 27. Could have Horns were on the doorstep for more in the fourth quarter. In that fourth quarter, the Longhorns just ran the ball down the Bears' throat. You know, <laughs> it's the formula we've wanted to see all season, Bobby. It's the it's the recipe that Sark was was using a little bit and got away from and kind of got back to. In, in one of those senses, it was run the dang ball day at, at the University of Texas at Austin, and they had the starring Bijan Robinson and Rashawn Johnson. Uh, the, Quinn Ewers has one of the probably his worst play of the year, and, and all the momentum in the crowd is is low, and and things look look really grim on a chilly day. And then those two guys decided to take out their capes and save the day, and that's what they did on, on Senior Day. It was very fitting, Bobby, that Rashawn and Bijan went out in style the way they did. We've seen how they this this play out in the first quarter, second quarter. First half, we had not seen them finish like this in a fourth quarter. This was absolutely – this was the quintessential stump on their throat because once Texas got back up, they never let up. And to me, that was the, really the, the tail of the tape. I mean, look, uh, three consecutive – so take out the fumble touchdown uh, strip sack from Quinn Ewers uh, on the uh, backside blitz. Uh, or actually frontside blitz that he tried to run away from. Uh, Texas scored touchdowns on three of its uh, on three of four possessions to end the game, and then ran the ball out uh, to close the game. Uh, and in those possessions, uh, Texas threw the ball on the first drive. It was a ten play drive, uh, and Texas threw the ball. It looks like twice to start the drive, and then once late. Uh, so they had three passes in the third quarter that went for big yard. Or they were all big yardage plays, six, 19 yards, uh, 33 yards, 13 yards uh, for the, in the passing game. But the fourth quarter, it was all running. They just passed for one yard to Xavier Worthy. The rest of it was nothing but Bijan and Roshan and that big offensive line. And in the article I wrote for Inside Texas today, Justin, I thought – that that offensive line played extremely well, but it wasn't just the offensive line. J.T. Sanders, Gunnar Helm, uh, uh, I thought Jordan Whittington popped some guys uh, and in, in, uh, really got on some uh, Baylor defenders that were uh, – you know, there's smaller DBs that were quick and fast and meant to cover, and Whittington popped them pretty good. That, that helped, uh, uh, helped uh, Bijan get to the perimeter. Uh, overall – uh, you mentioned it was a uh, fourth quarter game that Texas dominated. I would say it's a fourth quarter quarter game that Texas dominated on both sides of the ball. Uh, and that was the difference as opposed to what we've seen in the past where maybe they have a couple of big stops. This one was both sides. They, they really was the first complete for fourth quarter. I think uh, we've seen in a competitive game from the Longhorns in the two years uh, that uh, Steve Sarkeesian's bid at Texas. All right, I need to say thank you to our uh, uh, advertiser, Tim Rodman at Bertolotis Rodman, the law firm. At Bertolotis Rodman, it's about the relationships. The full-service firm specializes in business and real estate law, satisfying the needs of a startup 
or even those of a co uh, complex negotiations in bigger companies to every contract needed in between. Bertolatis Rodman develops lasting, meaningful relationships uh, that put their clients first. Thanks to Tim Rodman uh, for his uh, support of On Texas Football. Uh, hey, Justin, uh, let's go to some immediate fallout of this game, right? Longhorns now eight and four. They get some much needed recruiting momentum. Uh, you and Jerry Hamilton have been uh, very uh, vociferous in your thoughts of need for this uh, win this past weekend uh, to go to eight and four to keep the recruiting momentum going. Uh, what does this do for Anthony Hill, uh, the linebacker out of Denton Ryan? Do you think this helps the the uh, I guess the development of Jalen Ford, for lack of a better term, uh, into a possible defensive player of the year in the Big Twelve uh, kind of situation at linebacker? And then what about this new offer? that Texas put out on Friday afternoon uh, to a defensive end that is just blowing up in the, in the Metroplex. Let's start with Anthony Hill. Um, I was actually texting with his father and his family uh, during the game, just sort of checking in on the holiday and they were watching. They were actually, they watched the game in particular, they watched Jalen Ford. And, you know, a few days ago, Anthony Hill on his Instagram page, he, he posted a story uh, of Jalen Ford. Uh, I, I think he's, there's, there's something about that that development, Bobby, that the Hills really like. They see Jalen Ford becoming a menace inside. They know uh, that, that that Anthony would love to play with, with talented guys, surround himself with, with dudes, and I don't know if that one could have gone any better for Texas. I, I felt like there's they were, they were going to be in a great position going into the game, but the fact that the family are what is watching the game, the fact that they're paying attention to Jalen Ford. The fact that they were, you know, the main their main take was what you know, great game, great atmosphere. That's 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 winning football. Um, I think it helps with the recruitment. It does because eight and four, the difference in eight and four and seven and five is, is obviously one game, but it's that momentum, Bobby. It's heading into the early signing day. You're going in with a two game winning streak, and if Kansas, you know, pulls off an upset today, you're going to be back in into a. To a a game in, in AT&T Stadium next weekend. And so that helps with momentum just because they're in that conversation. Anthony Hill's paying attention. And then, you know, you have to be – if you're a recruit and you're, you're kind of under the radar and you just watch Texas, you know, plaster Baylor in the second half for a, for, for a, a, a post-Turkey Day win, and you get a phone call from Steve Sarkeesian and Jeff Banks to for an offer um, – that's going to get your attention. And that's what happened with Rylan Kennedy. He looks like a, a what we call a senior eval that goes under the radar, but he is fantastic. Kind of reminds this, me of a young Mike Williams from Lindale. Yeah, uh, this, this hey, J Justin, this is interesting. His name again, he's a, is he from Lake Ridge in Mansfield? Mansfield, Lake Ridge. Lake Ridge. And he's a defensive end athlete type that goes about six foot four, 200 and 200 and plus pounds. Her, her five, 210. Yeah, he's an edge edge rusher. It's interesting. He's just come on this year. I don't know. what Was he injured last year or just didn't play football or what? I, I don't know exactly. I, there's there's more backstory I'm, I'm discovering about this kid. All I know is he started getting offers about three weeks ago, almost a month ago. And the process is so new to him. He's never taken any visits. I think he told me the only place he's ever seen is Missouri Southern. Not so Missouri, this, Missouri Southern. Southern, yeah. This is a big <laughs> jump, Bobby. That's what I'm trying to tell you. When you start getting these phone calls, 
when when NC State offers you and Miami's offering you and and and, and these <laughs> USC and Washington. I mean, he's no secret to the Pac-12, apparently. Cal's offering him. Um, but he, he's an interesting guy because if you – I love that Texas is being vigilant like this because they could literally close up shop with a, a handful of high school commits to finish this cycle and then shift into portal recruiting. But they decided they're going to throw an offer out to this kid. And and, and he's he's a guy, he's, like he says, 6'4", 205, 210. He could easily be 250 in three years. And that's exactly the, the prototype you want for an edge guy in, in this system. Kennedy fits that. You, you, I asked him, what does Texas like about you? He said, my athleticism and quick twitch. Buddy, if you got quick twitch at that size, you're going to move some mountains and you're going to get some offers. And that's exactly what's starting to, to snowball for, for Ryland. I want our uh, producer, uh, Matt Hutchison, uh, to put up some uh, film of, of Ryland Kennedy, some uh, senior film of him, because it's really impressive. Uh, but the, the reality of it is beyond that is he's not just a football player uh, here. Um, if at all possible, I want to I want to read off some of his stats. I think he was a state qualifier in the high jump. Yeah. Right. Six, six. Yeah. Six, six in the high jump. Was he was he a qualifier or the winner? Regional qualifier. Regional qualifier. And then also he's a all district performer in basketball. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, I think he averaged, let me see, first team all district in basketball. And he averaged, it looks like 17 points a game in basketball. I mean, he's not just a guy, Justin. I mean, he's 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 one of those, he could be a late bloomer that just, you know, Texas tries to find out who he is. I mean, but uh, interesting uh, situation. Not unlike what Texas did last year when they took Savion Red late. Um, And not many people even knew who he was, uh, but uh, Red, obviously uh, a big pickup. Uh, Texas is turning its its it has to turn its attention now to recruiting. And Anthony Hill is not the only one. Uh, Number 25 here. uh, Ryland Kennedy is not the only one. Uh, But the reality of it is this is where it's going to go. And they're going to it's going to be portal recruiting, team recruit, high school recruiting. It's going to be all of the above. FCS kids have already been put into the portal, right? Yes. Uh, not this week, but next week is when um, uh, the FBS players can go into the portal. So I think it's going to be interesting to see exactly where Texas goes uh, with all of these uh, recruitments and, and what's going on. Um, all right. I want to talk a little bit more about the team and, and what they did yesterday uh, beyond recruiting. Uh, you know, we look at the Texas offensive defense. Uh, Quinn Ewers had a 12 of 16 performance, had two bad plays, I would say. One was a strip sack fumble. Uh, The safety, I I can actually see what happened there. Uh, None of his receivers, none of his hot routes had turned uh, by the time he got there. Uh, But uh, the other one was the uh, high, high hard throw to Jatavian Sanders in the red zone. 
Um, how would you uh, talk about his performance yesterday, Justin? You know, Quinn's a guy that there's two sides here. You know, people, I, I see the development and I see that it's, I know it's going to take patience for him to get where he wants to get. I see those flashes at the same time. I also see Sark finally learning that, Hey, put this guy in really good positions. Not that he wouldn't, you know, with game plans and scripts of that sort, but sometimes freshman quarterbacks tend to get rattled. Those feet tend to get happy, you know, that, that people complain about, well, Hudson Card had happy feet last year at Arkansas. Every freshman that's ever played quarterback ever has had happy feet. It's part of the process. And so I, I like what Quinn's done. I, I think he's Sark has simplified things because I think Quinn actually needs that. He's not re, going through a ton of reads or progressions, Bobby. And, and he doesn't really need to when you've got what you have this year. And, and to me, the biggest thing for Quinn, I think, is going to be you know, how the receivers develop in the offseason, but this offensive line is going to be strong next year, very strong. And to me, that's going to be the biggest thing for Quinn Ewers. That and Jonathan Brooks sharing a, a room with Bijan and Rashawn for the last few years, buddy, some of that's worn off on him. I think he's going to carry some of that into next year. But Quinn's going to have – Better, I wouldn't say a better cast of characters. He's going to have a more suited to his skill set offense next year. And he's going to get to that point. And I know there needs to be competition this spring. And that's only because Quinn needs to be pushed. Every player needs to. There needs to be meritocracy at every spot. But don't get it twisted. There's nothing outside of silliness that, to, to think, well, Texas could have another guy step up in front of Quinn and not play. Unless he's injured. Quinn Ewers is going to be the guy. DeMarvion said it best a few weeks ago. If they're going to win anything big, it's going to be on that guy's shoulders. And so I, I like his development. I, I don't necessarily understand the negativity around it because they expect him to be this all-conference quarterback right now. Well, he, he processes things a few seconds slow, and that's all about experience and timing and, and getting that down. Um, it, you know, Quinn's a, a unique kid with a lot of talent. And he's growing. And and we said this at the beginning of the year, the best possible thing for Quinn Ewers was to turn around and hand it off to number five and number two. That was the best thing he could have done this season. I think Sark finally simplified and, and, and figured that out later in the year. I think he knew it, but it, it'd be bonked over the head with it uh, after a TC lost, TCU loss to figure it out. I like Quinn's progression. I, I think he's going to have some good throws, some bad ones. He's going to have some rough spots. But listen, that's what life, that's what happens when you get a big-time quarterback. you got to learn and grow with him. And so I, I like where Quinn's at in his development. Uh, there's a few things, like I said, his his his, his timing, going through routes, his uh, progressions, things of that sort need to be sped up. But that will be in time with experience and, you know, uh, uh a little bit more on the receiver side as well. Look at the look at the wins here, and really what they asked him to do. Um, yeah. Anytime, the only time Texas won, uh, the the highest number of uh, pass attempts when Texas won a game for Quinn Ewers was thirty one against both OU and Kansas State. Anytime he had to go up, TCU thirty nine attempts, they lose. Uh, Oklahoma State, 49 attempts, they lose. Anytime you really force Texas to be uh, almost one-dimensional, 
they couldn't yeah. handle it. And that's because I think it's not so much because of the receivers or anything other than you've got a freshman quarterback. Um, when you ask him to do the mundane, he's been, he actually did it really well on Saturday, I thought. All right, excuse me, on Friday. Yeah. Um, he, he actually throws an intermediate ball that takes some pressure off of that uh, Texas run game at times, too. Uh, and so uh, it, it was interesting. I, I felt like overall for Quinn Ewers, it was a learning year in the regular season. Uh, he lost those three games there in the middle that I think could have really helped his development uh, early in the year with some uh, non-conference games as well as uh, uh, the early uh, uh, conference games, too. But uh, all in all, uh, you know, interesting to see him and how his development goes from here. Uh, you mentioned the offensive line. There was a big substitution that occurred yesterday uh, right at the end of the first half. Cole Hudson, unfortunately, guy that's just played nails, been nails for Texas all year, stepping in as a true freshman uh, at the right guard spot. He goes down with what looks like a, a minor injury, basically, is what we're told at this point. They're still awaiting test results. Hyperextended knee. Yeah, we're waiting on test results from the MRI. He's right getting now. another MRI. He got an X-ray yesterday. Yeah, he got an MRI last night too. Right. Um, all right. And uh, long story short, uh, Justin, you know, DJ Campbell comes in, and I felt like after that first play where he did the ole on the the uh, sack, uh, I felt like he played, acquitted himself really, really well, and and showed that Texas has some young depth coming up. Not just him as a freshman, but then you had Terrence Brooks starting as well uh, yesterday. I thought they they had they did a good job of like sprinkling in some young guys and still at the end of the game dominating Baylor. And and we've seen that over the last few weeks, especially with Terrence Brooks at corner. You know, Deshaun went down a couple weeks ago with the injury, and now you've got Terrence Brooks, a kid that we, we we've seen come on. We, we you know we talked about him at the beginning of the year. After a few weeks into the season, Terrence is the youngest kid in the program. Bobby, he's an early enrollee at a you know at a little elm. They flipped him from Ohio State late. It took him a little while to get the, the speed of the game, but he always kind of had that edge about him. A few months ago, Sart brought him in for a one on one and said, "Man, we love what you're doing. Don't get discouraged if you're not playing a little bit more. We absolutely love what you're doing. Just stay the course and keep doing what you're doing." That's exactly what Terrence did, and he's. He's flashed really well, Bobby. I, I thought he made a handful of plays last night or yesterday. And so, to me, sprinkling in those those new guys is essential. Like, you know, Cole Hudson has been the true grit of the offensive line this year. You know, Banks has been your dominator. Majors has been your steady guy. Uh, your senior has been Christian Jones. The guy that likes to false start and, and, and play with space shuttles it has definitely had better games than he did on Friday, but Hayden's been great and has been solid this year. DJ Campbell, this is a kid that treats every rep like a fist fight. He is athletic. He is mean. What he misses in size, because he's if he's 6'3", I'll be surprised. He's probably 6'2 and a half, 290, 295, 300 in that little 305 in that range. He is a bear. That guy likes to throw hands, and there's a bright future because I feel like in next year, in, in the spring, you're going to see – you'll probably see Cole Hudson either stay at right guard or move to left guard. Connor's going to move from left guard to right tackle, and DJ Campbell's going to slide into that right guard spot. And, buddy, that's going to be something really salty for the next few years. Hey, I've got a question for you because this is interesting to me. I mean, 
I'm one of the stats that kind of blows me away uh, from this game. We've talked about how good Jalen Ford played. You mentioned DeMarvian Overshone. I thought he had a great game. Diamante Tucker Dorsey played well in spots, right? But the one stat that just blows my mind compared to a year ago, Justin, 39 rushes for Baylor, 101 yards. That vaunted Baylor rushing attack outside zone just never got going. It never got going this year, making Blake Shapin beat them with his arm just wasn't going to happen. Uh, tell me what you thought of that defensive front against uh, against Baylor. I, I, You know what I've noticed, Bobby, over the last few games? Alfred Collins has been playing a lot better. And if you look at his grades, he's been one of the highest graded players on the defense the last few games as well. I love his emergence. Um, and, and I think you get what you get with those other guys. Devondre Sweat had a, a pass deflection that was huge. Devondre Abdul-Jabbar, um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Mauro Ajomo made a couple plays. Byron Murphy is always in on a handful of plays. This D-line played great. And let me tell you, I was a little worried about that, too, because Richard Reese is a back. Okay, I know Quinlan Jones is good. They've got, a, they've got two or three little guy, the guys they can uh, – Squirrel Williams that they can rely on. Richard Reese is that dude, Bobby. He's got that cutback ability. He, he's like a bigger version of Deuce Vaughn. Um, that guy can go, and I think it was a good test for this team because Baylor is strong up front. You know, Texas, they haven't faced a, you know, the best offensive line. They the started – Baylor started four senior offensive linemen. I think three of them were super seniors. Yeah, like um, – And that so – their strengths. This team yeah. handled that. We saw more Baron Sorrell activity in the backfield. I mean, that guy is putting more pressure on quarterbacks than a car wash. Like, th to me, it, you got to – you know, Ryan Watts came with this attitude, but obviously I, I, I could keep on because there's so many guys that I felt like they didn't have to make every play. They just knew they had to make a few plays. And each time one of them stepped up over the other and, and, and not 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 counting the front the front four. But my goodness, you mentioned it a while ago. Jalen Ford, if he's not Big 12 defensive player of the year, I don't know who is. That yep. guy has had double digit sack numbers now and tackles. I want to say seven, eight games in a row. He's constantly making plays. To me, that's a that's a that's a transition from how good that defensive line's been. We're seeing other positions start to flash and start to really burst on on tape because that front four just handles people, Bobby, and they should. They've got a lot of good players and talent and size, and Texas is finally using them. Last year, Pro Football Focus. I just. Think about this. Last year, Pro Football Focused ranked Luke Brockemeyer and DeMarvian Overshone the two worst starting linebackers in the Big 12. Not one of them, but both of them. Hmm. They were the two worst. I wonder what that looks like this year with Jalen Ford um, in comparison, just, just for the uh, other you know, side of the spectrum is what that looks like. That, that's absolutely. Uh, I want to say uh, hats off uh, to the seniors because I that, it was truly by committee. What, oh. you're, what you're describing, the, the defensive front. Mora Ojomo had a, a situation where he had two tackles in a row uh, during the game. He's a senior. Keandre Coburn, senior. Uh, he's he's off to the to the NFL, we believe. Uh, and then you look at the other guys that that Ovio Gufu did not have a great game, but he's he started now for two full years for the Longhorns and part of this eight and four team as well. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. If Tavondre Sweat comes back, which it looks like he will, he didn't walk with the seniors. Uh, so all of this is a 
rounding into some interesting things for the Longhorns. Uh, good game against Baylor uh, for sure. Uh, before I ask you one last question, I want to mention our sponsor. We need to do that, Justin. Uh, Bertolotis Rodman, the law firm. At Bertolotis Rodman, it's all about the relationships. The full-service firm specializes in business and real estate law, satisfying the needs of a startup to complex to negotiations to every contract needed in between. Bertolotis Rodman develops lasting, meaningful relationships that put their clients first. Um, Justin, my, my final question is this. I'm gonna I'm gonna say K State loses or K State wins today. Okay, Texas goes into uh, a bowl game, most likely the Alamo Bowl if that's the case, right? Um, what do you think uh, of the Longhorns uh, and their season this year? Right, what is your your larger takeaway? Does this fit into any specific narrative uh, about what Steve Sarkeesian is doing with the program? I mean, I, I think it, it 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 tends to show the upward trajectory of the program, not only from the the culture, the buy in, uh, the recruiting. Um, it just it, it shows you, honestly, Bobby. This was the expectations. I mean, Texas played at times this what this season to where those expectations just rose. Like people saw them flash against Bama and, and the way they handled OU. And, and they and they just they started to kind of pile on those expectations. They tried to push it forward a little too soon. I think this team was an eight or nine win team all along. I think I picked them at the beginning of the year at seven and five or eight and four. Uh, and so to me, in some ways, they've met expectations. Now, is that the standard? No. Uh, Texas fans will will, dis, will tell you that in a heartbeat. But you got to look at you got to look at these baby steps. You got to look at the just the progression of not just the players, but the staff. I feel like the staff's gotten better. I feel like PK really stomped his foot in the, in the ground this year and, and showed that he can lead this defense to, to a, a better place. And so overall, I, I think they met expectations, Bobby. I, I, I'd like to see – I'd like to see a little bit more vertical out of Quinn Ewers, but I don't think they have, I don't think they have the, the, the receiving core to do that this season. They will next year. Um, I'd like to see uh, probably a little more sacks get into the quarterback a little bit more that we talked about. But, I mean, hell, they're one of the top in the country in the nation in pressure. So <laughs> they got the memo, too. Um, but I feel like, you know, the Alamo Bowl to me is is, is actually a pretty good bowl. I, I'm disappointed because I don't like bowl games in, in the same state. I don't care what they're playing. Get the hell out of the state when you go bowl. Take me back to the Holiday Bowl, Bobby. I want to go back to the San Diego Zoo. You know hey, how, Mac, you Mac know may be headed there, I hear. In San Diego. <laughs> I think Mac may be headed back there. I'm wearing his Carolina blue today. I was about to say, I mean, uh, nothing against the Alamo Dome, but, you know, it's a good bowl, too. But, Bobby, these are the expectations that, that we had seen this season. I think they've, they've, they've hit those mark, on the mark. If they make it to a Big 12 championship game because Kansas wins – I think that is it's probably the cherry on the top of a great season. Uh, and, and I would love to see a rematch with TCU because I think it would definitely be different. But if they if they do that, they better darn well run the ball against TCU. I can say that much. Listen, if they do that, I could see Bijan playing quarterback. Like, <laughs> hey, they finally went um, they finally went Wildcat yesterday. I and Roshan Johnson. I thought they were trying to throw the ball too. <laughs> It looked like he was trying to make a read because Rashawn's trying to get him a touchdown pass. He wanted a touchdown pass so bad. 
<laughs> well, hey, uh, Justin Wells, we appreciate your time. Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. Read his stuff. He wrote three articles yesterday, a lot of recruiting stuff following that big win uh, in uh, DKR against Especially, the Bears. Especially, hey, Zena Umazulu. If Texas feels like home, Bobby, we didn't even talk about that. Let, let's finish strong. That is a that is a good recruitment that people need to follow for 2024. Come see us at InsideTexas.com. Zena's brother, Nato, everybody knows, offensive lineman out of Allen. Plays, he was there yesterday watching his brother. He has watched the development because he's been in the stands all season, Bobby. If you want to talk about a guy has Texas met expectations, ask 2024 four-star edge Zena Umazulu. He sees the he sees the progression, he sees the development, and now Texas is starting to feel like home. That's a good sign, Bobby. All right, Justin Wells uh, for Justin. I'm Bobby Burton, and this has been on Texas Football Rapid Reaction. Thanks, Justin.